Hey, 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 hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I am your host today, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent at the AHL Report, and I am joined once again with my right-hand guy, the most amazing founder, editor-in-chief here at Rocket Sports Media, Rick Stevens. How are you on this last Tuesday in August? It's almost September. It is almost September. Uh, we've gotten through the summer with with a fair bit of hockey. Actually, it's only been the last couple of weeks with uh, without a game, any kind of game. Um, and, uh, and soon, very soon, the rookie mm. tournaments will be starting up and hockey will be back. Sound the alarm. You know, in, in fact, leaving my house this morning, uh, it was a little brisk. It was like 55 when I left the house. I actually had to turn the heat on just for a second, just to like take the chill out of the car. It was, I was like, oh, damn, this feels like hockey weather's coming. It's kind of exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. And we are we are here just before Labor Day. I like when we have holidays that happen at the same time with the same name for Canada and the US. It's so much less confusing. Except that you people probably you spell like it with a holidays? U. I do yeah, like the double holidays. <laughs> no, it's labor without a U. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, a holiday weekend coming up, but that does not mean that we are not here with, uh, the 90th episode of from the press box. Wow. But we do have, uh, plenty to talk about today just because it's the end of August doesn't mean that we don't have hockey to talk about because we do. Uh, we're going to kick off of course, with some uh, news regarding the Laval rocket and Lehigh Valley phantoms. We're going to talk about a few um, names that have been in the news uh, recently. Joel Teasdale's one of them. Carl Alsner is one of them. Um, As well as talk about some uh, changes to how you listen to Rocket Games coming up for uh, this coming season. And then, of course, um, as Rick mentioned, there will be some rookie uh, games and, and tournaments coming up. So we're going to give you uh, just a brief look at the ones that will be pertinent to our listeners here. And then we're going to head around the AHL. I'm going to give you an update on three guys who used to play in the Canadians organization, uh, mostly for their AHL affiliates, uh, who have all had some, some news uh just some things to talk about. So that's coming up in the second segment, as well as um, some news surrounding the San Diego Gulls. And then when we go beyond the AHL in the third segment today, a couple of things to talk about regarding good old USA hockey. Um, so have have a little bit of news for you there. So lots of, uh, lots of fun stuff to talk about today. Not the least what? of which is the fact that I'm really jealous that Gritty and Melvin went to the Philadelphia Zoo today and they didn't take me. So I can only imagine what they had to leave the arena because there was construction going on there. I see. 
the uh, yeah. Bell Center fans are going to be are going to be jealous. Just going to have to deal with it because the Wells Fargo Center just installed today their new 4K center hung like ginormous jumbotron, and kinetic. it kinetic, yeah, kinetic 4K, and it, this thing is massive. I mean, just the small rectangular bar that goes the whole width of it at the top is like the height of a human being. And that's just the teeny tiniest little piece at the top. I mean, this thing is enormous. I cannot wait to see this in real life. It's going to be spectacular. I also can't wait to see Gritty's face plastered on this gigantic thing. Well, and that's going to lead to an arms race of sorts as as uh, other fans and uh, say we want that too and other arenas scramble to catch up. Oh, well, we're there first. <laughs> In the AHL, um, not not quite, but Syracuse. Syracuse uh, put in a oh, nice yeah. one just ahead of last, last season. They did. And it's very nice. Um, it looks really well. That arena has a nice feel to the size of it to begin with, but that jumbotron makes a really big difference. Um, super nice, super nice. Can't wait to see it. So yeah, it's um, fun stuff happening. What's that? I don't have a national day for you today. What? Well, it's. It's uh, National Just Because Day, which means design your own day. Whatever you want to do, just make it your day, which I think is lame. Um, That's really lame. So I'm waiting till tomorrow, which is National Cherry Pie Day. Shut up. It is not. Sorry, sorry, sorry. National Cherry Turnovers Day. Cherry See? Turnovers Day. You're trying but to make close. Cherry Pie Day out of everything. <laughs> just about every day. It's uh, tomorrow National Bowtie Day and National Cherry Turnovers Day. So stick on your bow tie and grab a cherry turnover. Hmm. I could get down with that. The cherry turnover part, not the bow tie part. Well, you can wait till Friday, which is Toasted Marshmallow Day. You know, I have like a toast, like a fire roasted marshmallow, like once every, I don't know, 10 years. And I'm good after that. Like, it's just not my thing. It's kind of like KFC. Mm, No, I eat KFC more often than that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) My stomach probably wishes I didn't, but. Gooder than chicken. It's gooder than chicken. That's um alrighty then. Now I'm hungry for KFC. Well, let's talk about some hockey. To distract me from the gooder than chicken KFC. Uh we're gonna start actually, Rick, with the Laval Rocket. Um 
<laughs> it's always good when your season hasn't even begun yet. And uh, one of those guys that you thought was going to be like, you know, a key new piece of young blood coming into your, to your forward core, he is going to be out for seven months because he busted up his knee. It's always a good way to start. ACL and MCL all in one uh, got both of them and uh, which required surgery and um, will require minimum they're saying seven months uh, for Joel Teasdale so yeah Joel Teasdale which is tough because uh, as you say um, you know probably the, the Laval Rocket couldn't score last season they're counting on, um, you know, a handful of guys to uh, uh, fill the void and score this season. Joel Teasdale was one after uh, his Memorial Cup winning um, season mm-hmm. um, last year with the Huskies. And, and um, you know, he was 42 points, 29 games, and, and then um, 34 points added to that in the playoffs. Um, he was very good. In fact, um, few weeks back on the Canadians connection, uh, we asked uh, our question of the week was which um, uh, Canadians prospect is going to make the biggest impact uh, in the upcoming season on the Montreal Canadians. Who's going to make the lineup and who's going to make the biggest impact when they get there. And of course the answers were typically um, Ryan Paling, a good answer. um, Suzuki, Suzuki. uh, But um, (laughs) there was one answer on our All Habs Facebook page, and that was from obviously a Joel Teasdale fan. They thought Joel Teasdale would be the guy who made the um, Canadians uh, roster coming out of uh, training camp and that would have the biggest impact. Um, yeah, it was probably a, <laughs> a, a long shot, a long, long shot at, at best, but uh, certainly not going to happen now. Nope, not going to happen now. Um, unfortunate for Teasdale. Interestingly, the it's pretty hush hush about this. How how does one t- tear an MCL and ACL over the summer? Apparently, he was doing an on ice session on August twelfth when it happened. Uh, so who knows? Uh, who knows how that how that happened? Um, the Canadians have said that surgery will be required at a date to be determined. Um, and that they're not making any further comments about it. So pretty tight-lipped on this one. Uh, doesn't sound like they're too happy. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't be too happy to hear that a promising young forward is out before the season's even begun. Um, but there you have it. I would say if you want to look for some silver lining, as you and I, Rick, have said constantly all summer long watching what's been going on uh, as far as rosters are concerned uh there seems to be not enough room for all of the players that will likely be playing in laval so i guess one spot just uh just opened up um yeah conservative conservative estimate um you know when we did that exercise um, a few weeks back i think we came up with 18 forwards um eight defensemen, four goalies, but 18 forwards. So uh, um, that, that number will be pared down. Certainly some of them will, will go to the ECHL, wherever mm-hmm. that is uh, still without a, a, an affiliation. 
Um, but um, yeah, that, that frees up, that frees up one of those positions. And, and it's fair to say that uh, Teasdale might've been, might've been starting um, had he had a good camp in the top six. So it's uh it's a significant position that's opening up for uh, somebody else to uh, win the rights to. For sure. Speaking of um, an abundance of roster players, there's uh, one player who's made a name for himself with some media comments over the last couple of weeks uh, by basically saying that uh, he'd really prefer not to be on the Laval Rocket roster uh, this coming season. And that's Carl Alsner, Rick. Uh, certainly, uh, in in a in a month where the news, hockey news, is a, is a bit <laughs> is a bit few and far between, and a bit dry. People people and the media pounced all over this this interview. Um, not that Carl Alsner had anything bad to say about Laval, but. Um, and I know you, you you read the full transcript of of the the interview, but basically saying, hey, I don't have a lot of years that I can play in the NHL left, and uh, you know, no offense to Joel Bouchard and the Laval Rocket, but I have no desire to play there. Um, and and you understand that. Um, I, I know there's a lot of negativity um, on social media about Carl Alsner, but. Um, he hasn't forgotten how to play. He, uh, you know, was pr- pr- prior to uh, uh, being demoted to Laval. He was an NHL Ironman um, that is not missing a game. And it goes back to the 2010-11 mm-hmm. season. Um, he he simply didn't fit in um, uh, Montreal. And, and there was signs uh, that he didn't quite get along very well with uh, J.J. Daniel, uh, who was the defensive coach prior to Luke Richardson. Um, they didn't, it's clear they didn't see eye to eye. J.J. Daniel refused to even talk about him um, when given the chance uh, earlier this summer, um, which is hard to believe because Carl Alsner is a very easygoing, um, get along kind of guy, half class full, optimistic. Um, uh, kind of guy and, and certainly was very good to us with, with his time. And from reports, whether you talked with Kale Fleury or Brett Lernout or any of the young defensemen, they all spoke about uh, how good it was, the mentorship uh, of Carl Alsner and, and um, just a good guy and, and accepted the demotion. Wasn't, wasn't happy about it, but accepted it, acted like a pro, uh, did all he was asked to do, mentored uh, the young guys, but um, is saying now, you know, uh, okay, sometimes when you accept things nicely, people forget about you. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I, I think I think that, that many listeners could probably relate when, you know, if, if, if in your uh, place of business um, that uh, somebody leaves and, and, and and you have to take on or you volunteer to take on extra responsibilities, let's say. Um, and then it just becomes the norm. And and Alsner being in Laval just became the norm. And and at the beginning, back November, um, you know, it, it seemed like Mark Bergevin was looking uh, to trade him, looking to accommodate him. They didn't, uh, you know, it was clear right out of, of uh, training camp last even though 
been in training camp, the, the, the die was already cast. The Canadians had already made their mind up. Um, Carl Alsner was not going to be part of the plan. Um, so with that in mind, yes, there was some um, effort, minimal or, or uh, we don't know, to trade him. Um, and then it just was, okay, uh, you're there and you're going to be there and you're going to be there again. And, and Carl Alsner saying, all right, um, since no one else is going to stand up for me, I, I, I better uh, let, let it be known that I have really no intention of going back to Laval uh, this yeah. year. Uh, if, if push comes to shove, I'm going to have to ask for a trade. And, and as you say, you can't blame him. Um, while he did, you know, he he had a fantastic attitude being in the AHL pretty much all season last year. Um, he was very positive. He provided good mentorship and was a good role model for, for the rest of the young players in the room, particularly with those uh, who, who were on defensive pairings with him. Um, but as he said, that's just he's not there yet. That's that's not the point of his career at this point he's not he still has some gas left in the tank and he still has has a game to play at the NHL level um and hey if if he feels like he's not being heard and and he needs to be the one to step up and say it I am all for that I am absolutely all for that it will just be interesting to see what happens come training camp well, you know, he, he, you can't blame him for feeling taken advantage of. Because um, mm. even as a mentor, even as a, there was a, a pretty uh, inexperienced, um, at times chaotic uh, group behind the bench last, last season. And uh, Joel Bouchard, for all the love and, uh, that he gets in the media, had zero experience as a pro coach. And it showed mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Uh, Daniel Jacob, um, you know, not a lot of experience there as well. Zero pro experience. Alexander Burroughs was retired for five minutes and then accepted uh, the assistant coach's role. Like like literally, I think the press release came out 20 minutes after his retirement announcement. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So Carl Alsner, being a veteran, was relied on – particularly by the young defenseman and, and, uh, and you've got to give him a, a lot of credit that he accepted that role with, with such uh, grace and, and class and, and mm-hmm. professionalism. Um, and uh, you would think that, that uh, out of respect to him, uh, after all, Bergevin was the one who went and recruited him uh, to Montreal. If it's, if the fit isn't there out of respect to him, Bergevin should make it happen, make the trade happen. So he the, he has the opportunity to continue his uh, career elsewhere for however many years he he still has. On the flip side of that, there was another veteran that found himself in the AHL for a few games last year, and his attitude could not have been more at the opposite end of the spectrum, and that's Dale Weiss, uh, who mm-hmm. made it quite clear that he he did not like being there, did not want to be there, and that's another case that is going to be one to keep an eye on because as we've talked about with the amount of signings and so forth there there is not room for Dale Weiss on the Canadians roster I hate to break it to him um, I, he will have a difficult training camp and if if 
if he's going to end up in Laval, nobody's claiming that contract off of waivers. Uh, it's just that, that <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, so I, I hope there's some, some internal planning of what's, how Dale Weiss is going to be handled if Laval is going to be his majority destination for this year, because that's not the attitude that you want uh, kind of, you know, holding court in the, in the dressing room down there this year. So, well, just goes, you're, you're exactly right to, to point out that, that Carl Alsner isn't the only issue um, for Mark Bergevin to solve before training camp. Carl mm-hmm. Alsner Dale Weiss, Matthew Pekka, he, he doesn't have a place anymore in the Canadians lineup, if he ever did. Um, Charles Soudan, um, you know, are all of these guys going to come down to, to Laval? And, and what kind of, uh, of, of, as you say, attitude is going to be there? I, I, I think that Mark Bergevin hasn't done a lot over the summer. He's got a lot to do before uh, the season uh, begins. Absolutely. Um, one thing that we do know is changing, uh, will be the way that you hear, uh, radio coverage of Laval Rocket games. Um, folks over at 91.9 Sports, uh, kind of quietly made an announcement a, a few weeks ago. Anthony Marcotte has been a fabulous play-by-play broadcaster, uh, since, Uh, in these first two uh, seasons of the franchise. Uh, And right by his side has been uh, Raphael Doucette on the uh, color commentary. And and the pair have just been, not only have they been great on the airwaves, they complement each other very well. Uh, Fans have really enjoyed listening to their their broadcasts. Um, They've also been fantastic for us to work with, both uh, at at home and the Brink and Laval and on the road, Uh, just, couldn't be a couple of nicer uh, broadcasters to work with, but one of them will not be with the team this year, Rick. That's right. And, and as you say, both uh, we've enjoyed working with, with both of them. Anthony Marcotte brings that excitement um, to the broadcast. <laughs> yes, he, yes, um, he does. Raphael Doucette is a, is a perfect foil for him. And uh mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of nice because it's it's pretty rare that you get a, a two broadcast a two man broadcast team on the road uh, in the AHL. Uh, normally the play by play by play guys are um, on their own, and uh, that's going to be the case now with with ninety one nine. First of all, we're glad that that ninety one nine there was some question mark when the season ended uh, last year whether they would be continuing to broadcast all of our rocket games they will and it'll be anthony marcotte going solo um on the road and uh and uh rafael is is uh, uh moving on to um, cover the canadians and uh so uh we we won't see him on the road again and that's uh that's a real shame because he's a delightful person uh, he's the one that we we would run into in the locker room and and uh there's all, always a bit of a coordinating cooperating uh, kind of dance that has to be done in in small in very tight quarters mm-hmm. uh, and he was great uh, to work with and always cooperative and and always good humored and uh, we're going to miss him a lot 
uh, and we wish him well in his new role with 91.9. We do wish him well. Uh, congratulations to him on, on his uh, change in scope for, for what he's going to be doing. And um, we're, we're excited to see how Anthony is able to, to, Take a, take the helm of the ship, basically. Um, as you say, he brings an excitement to the broadcast. Uh, so we're certainly glad that that we'll have that uh, on the road. It's 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 fan- It's really great getting to listen to to Anthony uh, broadcast the game live in a in a in a visiting rink when everyone else is pretty quiet when the Rocket scores. But Anthony is very enthusiastic. Um, and so it'll just be a little bit of a different, uh, different sound for the rocket broadcast. Uh, and we wish, we wish Raphael all the best in his, uh, new role. Rick, the last thing that I'll mention before we take a short break is, um, and we will have more information on these two events, uh, coming up in, in the next week or so. Um, but, Rookie games and showcases are the first taste that we're going to get uh, for this season of hockey. Um, and next week, uh, on next week's show, we'll have some information about the 2019 Rookie Showcase in which the Montreal Canadiens will take uh, will, will participate in. You can remember from years past, it used to be held in London at the Knights Arena. Uh, it moved to Toronto for a year. Uh, Laval actually hosted it last year. And uh, this year it moves to Belleville. Uh, so CAA Arena will be hosting the 2019 Rookie Showcase this year. Uh, and this will be a little mini tournament of the top prospects of the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Centers, and for the first time, not the Toronto Maple Leafs, but the Winnipeg Jets, uh, which is, uh, well, except we certainly know a few people who like the Winnipeg Jets, uh, and it'll be great to see their prospects um, and that will take place next weekend already, uh, September 6th through 9th in Belleville. Uh, and we'll have more information about about this, kind of a preview of this uh, next week as our Rocket Sports Media team gears up and starts packing up and gets ready for their first live coverage of the season. It'll be great to see the prospects from three Canadian teams and and as you said, not the usual teams. Uh, Toronto has gone to Traverse City, and and so we'll see uh, the Senators, Jets, and Canadians all facing off um, against each other. Just of note uh, that uh, when I said uh, uh, Toronto has gone to Traverse City, that's the bigger rookie tournament um, mm-hmm. hosted by the, the Red Wings. That's an eight-team tournament. Um, Detroit's there, obviously. Chicago, Columbus. Uh, Dallas, Minnesota, uh, Rangers, uh, St. Louis, and Toronto. I think I got all, all of them. Um, and uh, for Tor- Toronto, I, I see, has announced the, uh, their rookies who are going to be there. Um, just, just of interest, we talked a, a lot. Uh, we, we, we spoke about the, um, the Canadians not having an ECHL affiliate. Um, mm. We talked about the way Toronto has 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 uh, moved into St. John's in Newfoundland and uh, uh, established the Growlers and the Growlers with their great playoff run, um, winning the Kelly Cup uh, last year. Uh, there are six 
um, players uh, from that ECHL championship team that are at, uh, that are going to be at uh, uh, Traverse, going to be at Traverse city for the the, uh, Toronto rookie team. And it just shows that uh, when you, when you, when you put together that double A and triple A kind of uh, minor, uh, minor uh, uh, hockey department, uh, how, how, one can feed the other and, uh, and, and let's hope that, that the Canadians are able to do that soon. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you completely. They, it's something that they desperately need as an organization. Um, so there's the, there's the rookie showcase hosted in Belleville that's happening next weekend that rocket sports will be attending and covering. Um, when we return from that, we'll be, uh, heading to we'll be switching gears repacking the bags and heading off to a new location uh, because not long after that tournament takes place uh, the PPL Center in Allentown uh, home of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms will be hosting the 2019 Flyers versus Islanders rookie game uh, and that's where uh, folks will get the chance to see prospects like Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, Isaac Ratcliffe, uh, all the, the big up-and-comers for the Flyers take on the top prospects for the New York Islanders. Um, this is the fifth year in a row that the PPL Center has hosted a Flyers preseason game or, or kind of a, a rookie-type game like this. Um, last year, the Flyers had a six to three victory over the Islanders, which also featured a hat trick by Oscar Lindblom. So they always get a good crowd for it. Uh, if you're anywhere near the area, it's, it's on Wednesday, September 11th. I highly recommend coming out for it. Tickets for this event, just $10 for the general public, $5 if you're a season ticket holder for the Phantoms. So really inexpensive way to get to see some of the top prospects from these two teams. Uh, and the Rocket Sports team will be there to cover that as well. And so we'll have uh, we'll have some more information on that as that event gets closer as well. But really exciting to see hockey. It's back. It's coming. And on that note, we are going to take one quick break. And on the other side, we're going to go around the AHL and check in with a few uh, familiar names from uh, the last few years in the Montreal Canadiens organization and see what they're up to these days. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. 
Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by Rick Stevens. Don't forget, uh, you know, it's just because it's the summertime does not mean that we are snoozing on social media. So if you have questions, comments, or just excited to start talking about hockey again as we gear up here with uh, the start of the season and, and preseason right around the corner, feel free to follow us. And uh, to chat with us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Always happy to hear from our listeners and followers. Uh, anything that you'd like to talk about that's hockey related, we're your source and we're, we're there to do it. Um, now, Rick, as we go around the AHL, this is actually an item that we could have left in the first segment since technically it is sort of we have Alley Phantoms news, but Really, when we talk about this uh, this particular gentleman being in the around the AHL segment is a little more apropos. <laughs> um, it literally. may have been it, literally um, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms may have been his his final stop um, on a, what was a very 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 long career playing in 477 AHL games. Uh, but Mike McKenna, uh, most recently with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, the most winning, the winningest U.S. born goaltender in AHL history, announced his retirement earlier today. Um, 36 years old. He's played. Oh, goodness. He's played in a lot of places. I don't even know that I could count them all, but he's uh, he's been around for quite a while. He was drafted by Nashville in 2002, has made 35 career NHL appearances. Um, and had a very long and, and heartfelt, uh, really positive um, posting on social media to announce his retirement. And I think uh, I think he's looking forward to just kind of settling down in one place <laughs> and stop uh, unpacking the bags for good for a little while and spend some good time with his wife and kids. Yeah, his his Twitter post that came out at, at about noon today um, is is really heartfelt. He He's very grateful for having the opportunity to to have this career. Um, he said, you know, some might think of it as as a burden, being uh, um, having the 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 kind of journey that he's had. Uh, so many um, eight, you said thirty five uh, NHL appearances. That's mm-hmm. with eight teams uh, and and far more in the AHL. Um, um, and, but he's enjoyed uh, each place he's stopped and, and been, been very grateful for the, um, for the folks that have helped him continue his career. He said that he's, you know, he still um, has some gas in the tank, so to speak, but that he, uh, that's the way he wanted to go out. And, and, uh, um, um, and so, it, you know, on his terms and, uh, um with with his uh, successes and accomplishments, uh, and he was able to uh, carve a niche role for himself, and and was always in demand uh, to help teams. I think of the Texas Stars who who brought him in 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 2017-18 in their their uh, mm-hmm. uh, playoff run, and and it's he's um, in addition to to having success, just a. Uh, a, a really nice family guy and and uh, and um, very nice to to everyone that he meets uh, in, along the hockey path. Absolutely, and he's already this off season uh, has been carving a place out for himself. He's uh, go follow him on Twitter. He's he's 
very interactive with his fans. He posts uh, all the time. Um, and he, I, I believe he started a podcast this summer as well. And so has been using his very extensive uh, source of connections in the hockey community, players, coaches, trainers, you know, you have it, uh, bringing guests onto his podcast and so forth. So he's, just as you say, he always found a way to carve a niche out for himself during his playing years. It seems he's already well on his way to doing that um, before he had even announced his retirement. So I think I think good things are coming for Mike McKenna, uh, and and congratulations to him on a very a very full professional career. Um, enjoy staying in one place for a little while. <laughs> and, and just an interesting note. Um that I didn't really realize. And, and we think that Mike McKenna is the kind of guy who's got closets full of jerseys, closets full uh, because of all the places he's been. And it turns out um, that that's not the case that um, he's returned jerseys and, and he's had to uh, at times buy jerseys and, and in, in order to, uh, in, in order to have them, which I, I found, uh, odd and surprising uh, that he doesn't have his, his own, um, uh, you know, he hasn't gone home with, with a, 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 a duffel bag full of a hockey bag full of jerseys. See, those are the tidbits we love to hear about. The one a tidbit that I loved that was in his retirement announcement today was, you know, he, he had a very big paragraph towards the end of his statement, uh, thanking his two daughters, his two young daughters for, uh, how much fun they made him playing hockey for him. And they were always at the rink, always wearing his jerseys and things. And he made sure to thank them <laughs> for post-game pressers. He would always apparently make sure that they were in the locker room. And he said, because you know what? No one was gonna, ever going to ask me any any hard questions, girls, if I was holding one of you in my arms during a post-game <laughs> <laughs> both games scrum and that is so true i mean i've seen some pretty ruthless and heartless uh reporters in in scrums in my day there's no way you'd do that if if he's holding some adorable little toddler like that's not going to happen so <laughs> kudos to dad mckenna on on working the daughter angle <laughs> Um, but there are some even more familiar names that we want to give you an update on. Uh, the first of which is Stefan Matteau, uh, and, and Stefan Matteau, uh, last played in the final year of the ice caps for the, uh, Montreal Canadiens organization. Um, and in fact, we, we, we had seriously thought that he would stick around for, for Laval's inaugural season. Um, didn't turn out that way. He ended up with the Las Vegas organization uh, and played most of of uh, the time with the Chicago Wolves. And he has now signed a one-year AHL contract with the Cleveland Monsters. Uh, and so, at 25 years of age, he finds himself um, he finds himself now with Cleveland. And uh, good for Steph Amato. We're happy to see him get uh, another contract for this year. For sure, uh, and Matteau is is uh, one of those kind of guys who um, is a you know you your your first look at him is is that he plays aggressively he he finishes his checks he's not afraid to to drop the gloves um, but 
surprisingly has has a a, a, a really good skill set um, offensively and and uh, can score when he wants to and and um, you know that there were times when he was with uh, um, St. John's that he looked like a first line player and there was times that he looked like a fourth line player and. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the the playoffs against uh, the last time uh, uh, the Canadians AHL affiliate made the playoffs. That was St. John's against Syracuse, and in four playoff games, he had three goals and an assist. And and um, he certainly uh, w- was the um, the best forward on the team um, for that series. And uh, so he had a bit of a rough season uh, last year, but uh, we wish him well and uh, hopefully he puts it together uh, with the Monsters this year. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, Stefan Matteau is a first-round pick. Uh, he was drafted 29th overall by New Jersey in 2012. Um, he has played in 64 NHL games between the Devils, uh, the Canadians, and, and Vegas. So, uh, as you say, hope he has a little bit of a bounce-back season. I'm sure he still is uh, – at at his age, at 25, I'm sure he's still pretty hungry to try to scratch his way back into an NHL position. Um, now, we just said, you know, happy to hear, happy for Steph Amato that he has found himself now with a contract for this season. Next guy that we want to mention, I am, I, I'm, I'm actually quite surprised to say that uh, Dan Audette, as of right now, does not have a place to play hockey this season. He has not signed anywhere. Um, and at this point, uh, the time is really starting to tick on the clock uh, for Dan Audette, Rick. Um, certainly, you know, he, he had, we've talked extensively about how he had uh, some, some moments last season for Laval where, where he got on a bit of a roll um, and, and was, was doing better. Um, I think he had some confidence issues at, at certain points, but I am surprised to hear that no one has picked him up. He had a, a tough start to the season and uh, it took him a while for uh, he and Joel Bouchard to get on the same page. Um, Joel Bouchard has this kind of way about him. Uh, and I've said it before, kind of demands fealty and, and um, he likes to, uh, beat people down uh, and and uh, kind of destroy them and then build them back up uh, once they're connected and and that happened I think with uh, Dan Audette and and he had probably a, a you know a low point in his career when he was finding himself in the press box early in the season we saw him in in Utica um, and uh, I believe that was November uh, last year and and. He, his his head was not in a in a good place, but somehow he managed to put it together. He 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 and and Bouchard got on the same page, and he had a a a, a decent season um, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, put together some numbers. And and for a, a team that had a real hard time scoring last year, uh, they needed uh, a Dan Audette uh, all season and um, and. Unfortunately, um, like I say, it, it took some time for um, for them to uh, work things out, and so I, I still think that Dan Audette can be uh, an effective uh, AHL player, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a little surprised to see him uh, not signed with uh, with another team 
uh, yet. Um, although, you know, that's, that's a tough thing for, um, uh, for players to do, to realize that, okay, my time w- w- with uh, this organization is, is complete and I pick myself up and dust myself off and I move on with a, another organization. And, and for some um, who are connected to the team, uh, who feel connected, that's harder to do than others. And of course we know that, that Dan's dad, Donnell, um, is, uh, is still part of the Canadians organization, still one of their Quebec scouts. And mm-hmm. maybe it's been uh, tough making that break for him. But uh, again, a, a, a great guy, always good with us, always had time for us, always had a huge smile, regardless of what was going regardless. on, uh, yeah. when, when we were interviewing him and, uh, uh, we want to see him continuing playing hockey and, and uh, hope he finds something soon. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. We're keeping our fingers crossed for Dan Audette. Like would like to see him get a contract somewhere um, so he can keep smiling. As you say, he always had a smile, gigantic smile on his face all, all the time. Um, speaking of having gigantic smiles on their faces, I'm betting former St. John's ice cap, Joel Hanley, was full of smiles recently, Rick. He had a bit of good personal news in recent days. He did. And, um, and Joel Hanley, who is now with the, uh, the Dallas stars organization played uh, defense for the uh, Texas stars last season. Um, we re- remember him again from that, uh, the same team that uh, Stefan Mateau was with uh, the St. John's ice caps the last season in St. John's where they went to the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. He actually was with uh, St. John's for two seasons and was a, a, a steady puck moving defenseman. Um, actually got up to the NHL for uh, 17 games with, with the, uh, the Canadians over, over two seasons. And uh, so now he's um, announced his in, engagement over um, last weekend and uh, we want to wish him um, uh, our our deepest, um, sincere congratulations, and and uh, uh, wish he and and his fiance all the best. Fantastic, we love to hear that. And Joel Hanley was another uh, genuinely super nice guy off the ice. Uh, for those of you who who didn't have um, a chance to to watch him play very much, uh, just always very genuine, big smile, very friendly, very down to earth. Um, great attitude, um, and we wish we wish him all the best, both uh, on his engagement and in hockey. Uh, one last thing that we want to mention in this segment before we take an, uh, one more quick break. Uh, we talked, Rick, uh, extensively last season about how packed the San Diego Gulls uh, arena was. Practically every night they played a home game at Pechanga Arena, um, and much to some people's surprise, you know, Southern California, but yes, they had solidly high attendance records, uh, sometimes the highest attendance, um, in the league, uh, last year, very good attendance, very good ticket sales. Um, and it looks like, uh, things are probably going to keep getting better at that rink because beginning June 1st of next year, 2020, uh, the city of San Diego has selected a bid from Anaheim arena management to be the new management and venue operator for the arena. Um, 
And so the goals president of business operations, Matt Savant has said we're, that they're committed to providing a fan first experience at every touch point, um, using the arena as a community asset for San Diegans. Um, and uh, they'll look to, to have a smooth transition from this year into next year. Once, once the new uh, venue operator takes over. Um, but it's, it sounds like there's going to be some exciting things coming coming along to make uh, the fan experience even that much more exciting uh, there in San Diego. As you said, it might be a surprise for some to hear, but San Diego, the San Diego Gulls were number one in AHL attendance last season um, with over uh, 9,000 um, uh, a game. And, uh, and it sounds like uh, they're, 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 uh, not sitting on their laurels, they're going to take advantage of all that success and and make the fan experience uh, that much better for them. And and uh, we know we we mentioned uh, that they had a, a a couple of events during the the playoff run, uh, um, both for games in the arena and and when games were were away. And and uh, and so we we congratulate them. And and uh, sounds like uh, they're going to be. Um, vying for that top spot again in attendance uh, this coming season. Absolutely. We wish them the best of luck. And with that, we're going to take one last quick break. Uh, And on the other side of that, we're going to go beyond the AHL and just talk a little bit about some things that USA Hockey has going on right now. Uh, So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back once again to From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Radio and Rocket Sports Media. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined once again by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. You'll get all of our news, information, live live event uh, tweets and updates uh, right there. So be sure you're following us. And if you ever want to talk about hockey, if you've got a a comment, a question, a suggestion, anything, we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up at the AHL Report on Twitter. 
Rick, our final segment, of course, we always go beyond the AHL uh, because, yes, our name is the AHL Report, but we really cover uh, hockey at all levels, particularly the AHL and lower leagues and and pre-pro, junior hockey, the draft. I mean, it never really ends. We just love to cover hockey. Um, And one of the organizations that we really enjoy working with is USA Hockey. Um, You know, they do a lot of great work. They put on a lot of great events. Uh, for their national teams Um, and happy to say that they have just announced uh, that their 2019 disabled hockey workshop uh, is going to be taking place uh, well close to home for me right here in Allentown, Pennsylvania, Uh, the PPL center, you know, I have to, I have to give a little kind of a, a, a shout out to Allentown and the PPL center right now, because in, in the five years that the PPL center has been in existence they have quickly grown to be a hot spot for hockey events. We're not just talking about the Phantoms and the occasional Flyers preseason game, but the NCAA has spent two years, uh, as you know, if you have been following along with us, the NCAA has used the PPL Center as one of the regional um, Frozen Four tournament uh, venues uh, for the for the Midwest regionals, um, and they have extended that into a third year, which is happening uh, this year. And now uh, USA Hockey is right there, uh, kind of following suit um, with announcing that they will be they will be hosting a workshop as well. Uh, the, P- the folks at the PPL Center and the City of Allentown are doing a great job in raising the profile of hockey in in Eastern Pennsylvania, uh, and that's that's a wonderful thing to see. Um, so what is what is this event? Uh, it's a it's a whole weekend, September 27th through the 29th, and uh, all sorts of coaches, volunteers. Players. They're going to come together for a weekend of educational sessions and networking. Um, there's going to be uh, high performance, uh, as USA Hockey calls it, high performance sled hockey or sledge hockey, depending on depending on how you refer to it. Uh, special hockey, intro to blind hockey, um, volunteer recruitment. It's it's kind of an all encompassing workshop. A, centered around special hockey and disabled hockey. Um, and, and participants are even going to get to have a Q&A with the 2019-20 U.S. National Sled Hockey Team. Uh, they're going to have a social with the Lehigh Valley Phantom Organization. Really, really exciting event uh, that's going to happen in Allentown at the end of September. And uh, sounds like a great, great thing that USA Hockey is putting on. And uh, we should also mention, um, I don't know that I, I, it hasn't, we haven't seen any like official team announcement or anything like that, but we, uh, we had mentioned some congratulations to, to Rafael Doucette earlier in the show as he was moving on to a new role. Uh, we also want to wish our uh, best wishes to uh, John Gomez, who has been for the last few years, the uh, director, uh, the manager of communications for USA hockey, who we've worked with extensively uh, in, in covering uh, many of USA hockey's events um, and it looks like that he is moving on to the LA Kings organization. Uh, and so we wish him the best of luck there. In fact, the U- uh, USA hockey has done a really great job of graduating um, their media folks uh, along to NHL organizations. Uh, there is Alyssa who was a former intern who is with the Vegas organization now and Rick it's Rachel was another in former intern and I believe she's with the Islanders now. So doing a great job of uh, moving, moving people along into the NHL. 
Well, just as as USA Hockey has uh, develops prospects and and uh, program and, and moves them on uh, to teams for the draft. As you say, the um, the off-ice folks, uh, which are the folks that we we enjoy working with, and and Dave Fisher's the the director, senior director of communications, and mm-hmm. and um, for a number of years, and and the late Jim Johansson um, uh, was good to us when he was there, and and uh, and the the people like uh, John Gomez. Um, who who are just uh, they know what they're doing they're they're um, uh, accommodating and whether we meet them at the World Juniors or the World Juniors Showcase in in um, Summer Showcase in Plymouth or uh, the All American Prospects Game any of their events um, uh, they're always a delight to work with and and um, we're happy for for their success and congratulations to John in um, in moving on to the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Absolutely. And couldn't you believe it? There you have episode 90. It went by so quickly, just like this summer. (laughs) Um, So we will have, as we mentioned, we've got a lot on tap. Uh, As soon as Labor Day is over, we'll have a preview of the Canadians Rookie Showcase uh, coming up for you on Tuesday. And Rick, between now and then, there's plenty of Rocket Sports Radio podcasts that our listeners can also fill their time with uh, as new content keeps coming out. In fact, I, I before I before I ask you about Rocket Sports Radio, we should also mention um, uh, our our fellow colleague Chris G, uh, Laval correspondent as well, um, has two Laval uh, interviews out at the AHL Report right now, doesn't he? That's correct. Um... And uh, these are players that uh, um, have been signed and, and uh, you may not know. Uh, so um, uh, Chris G has for AHL, the report has uh, um, uh, conducted uh, interviews. These are exclu- exclusive interviews. You won't find them anywhere else. Uh, two players, uh, Joe Cox and William Pelche and, and, uh, uh, go to AHL.report and you'll, you'll find those, uh, those audio interviews there and uh, learn more about two players that uh, should play a, a key role uh, with the Laval Rocket uh, this coming season. Fantastically. And Rick's, uh, sorry. And Chris has, Chris has done a great job with those interviews and uh, be sure to go and check those out. You can, you can listen to the full audio of those interviews, which is really nice. Um, and so Rick, if, if, after they listen to those interviews, if folks want to listen to some more podcasts on Rocket Sports Radio, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, maybe you're coming back um, and uh, you've you've left hockey over the summer and you just want to catch up. Um, they're uh, on AHL.Report. Uh, there are, are also um, some um, notebook, uh, weekly notebook um, articles uh, again by Chris G that uh, that you'll want to catch up on, or if you want to listen to our podcast, we have four. There's this one from the press box and and uh, Canadians Connection, uh, the live podcast uh, that appears every Saturday. There's also Habs Unfiltered and Have a Listen. Uh, the easiest way is is to um, check out your favorite podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast from. 
Search for Rocket Sports Radio, and you'll get all four podcasts. We love it. Um, And there's a lot of, you know, just a lot of great content. Uh, Be sure to visit allhabs.net as well. That's at allhabs on Twitter. Uh, There's been some some articles there uh, from from many team members uh, over the course of the summer. As as you're saying, Rick, if perhaps you stepped away from hockey and you're looking to get caught up and back in the swing of things, um, then be sure if if the Canadians are the team of your choice, uh, be sure to head over to allhabs.net and get caught up on all of the great content that has been happening there. Um, if you head over to ahl.report, not only will you get those interviews with uh that Chris has recently done with the Laval Rocket players, but you'll also see uh, game recaps from the USA Hockey Summer Showcase, which features uh, lots of Canadians and Flyers prospects and full reports on how those folks um, performed this summer. Lots of great things to get you geared up and uh, chomping at the bit as we are for the season to get started. Uh, And of course, Don't forget, follow along with us on social media. You can find us at the AHL Report on Twitter, at AHL Report on Facebook and Instagram. Of course, you can find Rick at All Habs and me at Flyers Rule on Twitter as well. And and Rick, we're just really excited that uh, even though the summer was fun, we're about to get some hockey underway. (laughs) Hockey's back and... uh... No more clear signal than the fact that um, I'm in the midst of a fantasy hockey draft right now and uh, uh, fantasy <laughs> football draft. Sorry. Oh, um, yeah. And with fantasy hockey coming up soon, uh, All Habs has uh, a number of fantasy sports leagues. If you're interested in playing fantasy hockey, fantasy football, um, reach out to us on social media. We have a couple of spots open and we'll get you into a fantasy sports league. Uh, for the coming season. And uh, if you're playing fantasy hockey with us for the first time, don't uh, let Joseph Whalen, our our co-host for Canadians Connection, intimidate you. He joined the All Habs Fantasy Hockey League for the first time last season. I should also mention that it was his first time playing fantasy hockey. And so we all, all of us suckers really helped him understand how to play. And then he beat us all. Don't let him intimidate you folks. He can, (laughs) he can be taken down this year. He can, but yes, we would love to have you play fantasy sports with us. And we would love it even more if you came back here next Tuesday to kick off September the right way for another great episode of from the press box right here on the AHL report It's going to be a great season, folks. Don't miss a second of it right here with the folks at Rocket Sports Media. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday. (laughs) 